welcome, Jim and Austin. Uh, we've been following the Korea thing for <laughs> forever, uh, actually. Um, but one of the things that we have written about time and time again, and if we go back in history, we see that they've been practicing this for uh, nearly 70 years, or nearly uh, 70 years now, is they know how to pull off the art of the stall. And everybody was hoping that it was going to change this time. But, Jim, it doesn't look like it's changed, right? No, it's not. Uh, I mean, even though they're, how should I put it, they were in a bad position. Uh, they've alienated everybody, including China, which is hard to do. Um, and as we've explained numerous times in, in Strategy Page, um, they are, the government, I should say, are in a difficult position because they, you know, they, 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 there's no movement in what they can do. Uh, the starvation is getting worse. Uh, the economy took a big hit. I mean, ever since the Chinese decided to uh, actually enforce the sanctions they had already agreed to years ago, um, uh, they're hurting. I mean, it's bad. Um, and of course, now, uh, especially since you know the internet became a thing and cell phones, they can't keep the information in. Uh, you know, they can't keep it from the public. Uh, North Korea was always notoriously difficult to get spies into, uh, and uh, you know we there were stories like during the sixties and uh, even during the well, Korean War it turned out to be impossible. But after that, it turned out they, they created such a ironclad police state with informers everywhere uh, that you couldn't you know insert spies. They they because they'd instantly be turned in, um, and that really has never changed. But what has changed? is A, they started, uh, they had to, they were forced by the end of the Russian subsidies in 1991 uh, to uh, allow more trade uh, with China, a lot more trade. Um, and uh, that meant, and the Chinese were not, how should I put it, soft touches. They, they basically insisted on, on quid pro quo. Uh, no, no freebies from us, the Russians, for one thing. You know, we're something different. Um, and uh, they insisted on Chinese uh, businessmen uh, being allowed in more freely uh, and be untouchable. I mean, you know, you can't, I mean, they kept trying, you know, to, to make disappear or, or pressure uh, Chinese officials, uh, and the Chinese would think they, they'd shut them right down. So, you know, China, you know, like a lion tamer, uh, they haven't domesticated the big cat, but they've They've learned it to, you know, back off when they get the command. Otherwise, they get the whatever, um, the stone gun. Um, and uh, as a result, uh, North Korea had to also send its officials into, into China to arrange the Chinese end of deals and to also set up enterprises in China. That became a big thing. Uh, they basically went into the uh, slave labor business, exporting labor, keeping 90% of their pay and what have you. Uh, and and uh, that's been cut off now, although the, the Russians are cheating. Uh, the Russians are cheating a big time on this on the uh, sanctions, but they're such a small economy, especially in that part of the world, you know, in, in East Asia, on the Pacific Coast, compared to China, uh, that it's not having any major impact. But the thing here is information gets out. You know, with the cell phones, 
and, and they've made desperate measures to try and, you know, cut off the use of, of cell phones. Um, but now it's even happening across the DMZ, which drives them nuts because they've got all their, their anti-cell phone technology and a lot of it's expensive stuff they had to import from the West. Uh, deployed on the Chinese border, and now they're finding people, you know, getting on their, quite getting Africans out of cell phones. Many people get them just to play games. Uh, but then they find out, hey, I can turn this on, get down by the DMZ, and I can call my cousin in New Jersey. Isn't that amazing? Um, and all of this, the, the traffic beat across the borders on cell phones is commercial or has nothing to do with espionage. But the worst part of it is, it lets what's going on in North Korea out very quickly. And it also lets what's going on in the outside world in very quickly. And that rapidly spreads, you know, uh, through North Korea. They control information anymore, and that is a big problem. So that's why we're getting reports out, again, that many, the North Koreans are again saying, we are not going to give away our nuclear weapons. Now, that, that is direct contradiction of what they're telling uh, the Americans and, and the South Korea, well, everybody else, even the Chinese. Um, and um, they're in no position to bargain. Uh, they feel that they can play the uh, we are all Koreans card with the South Koreans. But after 2010, when they, they, they used artillery on a, uh, on a uh, North Korean island, I mean, that was literally, I mean, there were mostly uh, civilians as well as a military garrison there. Uh, uh, that was a big no-no. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to do that anymore. I mean, they've done it in the past with commandos and what have you, but never actually using armed force like that. And then they sunk a, uh, a, a, a South Korean Corvette. Uh, which they thought they could say, oh, it wasn't us. They hit, it, they hit an old mine from the war. But, of course, the South Koreans, to their chagrin, had the technology to go down and recover the ship and the components of the torpedo, and it was clearly a, South, a North Korean torpedo. And they just denied, denied, denied. But now you might be able to convince the, the North Korean people that, oh, this wasn't us, although uh, the, the, the street talk was, oh, isn't this wonderful you know, see, we can beat the South Koreans. We sunk one of their ships. We shelled one of their islands, uh, ignoring for the fact that it was only uh, a great deal of uh, restraint, uh, you know, uh, in, imposed in part by China and, and the United States on South Korea not to respond. But what that did was that wiped out, as, a, as, a, uh, as an effective political force, the uh, let's be nice to North Korea and we'll, we'll bring them over with our, our kindness. Uh, uh, that has not worked. It may work with the South Korean and North Korean people, but it certainly hasn't worked with the government because it also made it clear, and it's obvious now because the flood of, uh, of South Korean uh, video media and you know and electronic media in general because uh, uh, K-pop, South Korean popular music, which is big throughout East Asia, is also big in. Um, uh, in North Korea, indeed, uh, you know uh, Kim Jong Un, his uh, their current rule, and his father were both fans of K-pop, but they always had to do it in private, you know, because uh, uh, they uh, publicly they they call it degenerate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now that is getting in, uh, and and what horrifies the government? It basically shows everything they've been saying about South Korea is a lie. Uh, and that is where then more and more people are saying, you know, no, 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 it's not a lie. 
and and there's basically been more. Uh, how should I put it? Public expressions of annoyance at the North Korean government. We're talking graffiti. We're talking, uh, uh, you know, disrespect for the, uh, the the shrines to the uh, Kim family. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's getting out of hand, as one would say, if we were running North Korea. Um, and uh, yet they basically think they can scam it. I mean, there's no been no change in their their policy. They're talking about having another meeting with uh, with uh, uh, Trump in in uh, next year, uh, but it's it's unclear now exactly what the agenda is going to be. Uh, I mean, our demands have never wavered. It's got to be verifiable denuclearization. Now they say. Uh, oh, that's, that's how should I put it. In the first round of meetings this year between the South Korean uh, president and the, and the American president, they said, yes, we can negotiate that. But what they're saying inside of North Korea is, no, 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 never, never, never. They don't say out loud that we're playing these fools, uh, <clears throat> which everybody knows they've done in the past. Um, but all people know is they're... they're <laughs> It's wintertime, it's getting cold, there's no electricity, uh, there's very little heat, uh, fuel, uh, and there's no food. I mean, it's gotten so bad that even officers are complaining. Uh, it, it's not so much the officers aren't getting fed, they go to the, uh, you know, to the, the, the military you know, mess halls. Uh, but their families aren't getting the rations they used to get. The uh, North Koreans are basically... Uh, Almost entirely abandoning the free food, uh, the uh, the disaster aid, which they always try to go through uh, supplying, is turned out to be you know a, a fraud. Uh, I mean a lot of corruption involved. Um, and again, the locals will complain about this, usually in remote areas that were flooded. Um, and the uh, and and the video and the audio and just the news itself. You know, gets out to the west, and then it comes back into uh, into North Korea uh, via the uh, you know the the media uh, that's imported, uh, and a lot of people are just losing faith. Uh, it used to be blind faith; now it's basically faith reinforced by by terror by a police state. But if you're starving, you know what are you going to do? Uh, the North Koreans feel they can tough it out. The basic attitude now is the Chinese, you know, talk. Uh, tough, and they've been tough, but in the end, they will bail us out. They have to. Uh, they cannot afford a Colombia. Uh, they cannot afford uh, unification with South Korea under South Korean terms, and it's certainly not going to happen under North Korean terms. Um, and uh, uh, they will eventually come around. But you know what happens in the meantime? Uh, you've got uh, there's been uh, there's been persistent talk of, uh, how should I put it, unrest in the high command. Uh, he's been replacing uh, senior generals, uh, including uh, secret police generals, uh, with greater regularity. Now, that might just be paranoia, but it's usually what you do when you feel that you can't trust the people who are, uh, in effect, keeping propping up your police state. Um, so, you know, you have a dangerous situation here. The only bright side so far is while he has nuclear weapons, it's unclear if they're actually usable. Uh, he, you know, the, the big question mark, and nobody's really sure. Anything you hear in the news is speculation. 
uh, people you want to talk to are engineers and, and you know, basically nuclear engineers. Uh, <clears throat> because the biggest obstacle uh, with, uh, with nuclear weapons is not making a nuclear weapon. I mean, that is relatively easy, and that's been known for years. The big problem is the engineering involved in making it robust enough to be uh, to be uh, uh, fired from a ballistic missile puts the the warhead under tremendous stress. We're talking about the missile reaching speeds of a, a basically a speed bullet, um, and the G forces are incredible. Uh, there's vibration, um, and the thing's still on. Talking about a very how should I put it complex and delicate from an engineering point of view uh, piece of engineering, and, and you want it to work. On the other end, not just go splat and, and, and create a nuclear hot zone, you know, in a relatively small area uh, that can be cleaned up at great expense, but otherwise is, is not that impressive. Um, so, you know, basically they're, <laughs> they're shooting blanks and they're hoping that they can, uh, you know, basically push this game far enough that somebody will blink. Uh, and the only ones they have left that, that, that are, how should I put it, are uh, South Korea, which is a long shot. I mean, the people in South Korea are sympathetic, you know, to the suffering in North Korea, but they've been they've been they've been screwed. They've been def- they've been defrauded. They've been lied to so many times in these negotiations that again they're demanding verification. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, you know, they, they they can talk to each other in the same language, although the dialects have drifted apart in seventy years. Um, and uh, and they can you know do sorts of all, all sorts of feel good you know uh, uh, photo ops, um, but so far the uh, North South Korea being a democracy, uh, they just haven't got the votes anymore. You know the the uh, the liberal left Korea, which was the you know the the backbone of uh, you know let's be kind uh, to uh, North Korea, is gone, and it's got no signs of coming back. Um, and of course China. China looks out for China. Right now, China is worried about us because we're calling them, not just us, but the West in general and the neighbors in general about the, uh, how should I put it, the, the bad manners of China, uh, the intellectual property theft, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, their trade rules, as it were. Uh, what's ours is ours, but yours is negotiable. Um, and the, the chickens are coming home to roost. And that leaves uh, North Korea in a very bad bargaining position. So, Austin, how bad is this bargaining position? <clears throat> well, let me let me add uh, let me preface my answer with a uh, with a couple of points. Despite North Korea's the Kim regime's failure to declare their nuclear weapons, that was something that was supposed to occur after the Singapore summit with uh, President Trump and dictator Kim, uh, failure to do that, there is still, let's put it, the structure for achieving what the Trump administration has, as Jim said, never wavered from, complete, verifiable, irreversible, denuclearization, uh, CVID, as the uh, ac- acronym has become. 
there have been some very, very small steps between South Korea and North Korea. And Jim, there is still a remnant of that liberal left sunshine policy in South Korea. I follow the politics there. You know, you do too. There's, I've wondered where this group really gets its funding. Who knows? We know how easy it is for a, an outside party to uh, fund a, a media presence in, in another country. And do I think it's China? Maybe. Do I think it's Russia? Maybe. Uh, North Korea? Possibly. But they're, they're still out there and they want the U.S. gone and want Korea reunited and implicitly under uh, the North Korean regime. It's small, but it's still there. Uh, but these small steps in, include removing some of the guard posts in uh, the uh, joint area of the uh, DMZ around Pemujong, and also some demining operations. They're, they've been, been small. There's also been discussion between North Korea and South Korea and the UN command. Remember the UNC? Well, that's really the United States because the U U United Nations command, uh, Russia had walked out uh, of the Security Council uh, you know, prior to the start of the Korean War. So it wasn't there to, Soviet Union wasn't there to uh, veto uh, a uh, UN uh, response to the North Korean invasion of, uh, of South Korea. But those three parties, and it's really two parties, South Korea and the United States, North Korea, have discussed an offer. And it was made at a military level for North Korea to remove some of its conventional artillery that's positioned north of the DMC and these hardened artillery sites. I've read nothing that it's actually happened, but it's interesting that that was brought up because that's something North Korea has held. It's it's a tactical and operational, all the artillery up there, but it gives them something of a strategic non-nuclear strategic threat to uh, about a quarter of the uh, of greater Seoul, which means it can bring under conventional rocket and, and tube artillery fire, $800 billion, a trillion dollars worth of South Korea's GDP, threaten it. It wouldn't threaten it for long. But the reason I went into that and, and mentioned it is that these are some changes that have occurred in the North Korea's relationship with South Korea, the United States, and Japan. It's different than it was in the middle of, of uh, 2017. That's they're talking differently. And Jim talked about the porosity of digital information. North Korea allowed all everyone who could see a TV set. Well, that's substantial portion of the North Korean population because they have those large TV sets set up in public areas to see parts of the Olympics. So they got some 
government-approved visuals of what it's like in South Korea. South Korea is a wealthy place. It has the world's 12th largest uh, economy. Uh, it's, it is, and they, they've earned it. That's one of the reasons why, uh, they, even though I said, remember, there are, there are some, uh, let's be nice to the North types still active in South Korea, most South Koreans, and whether they're uh, on the left, and certainly if they're uh, on the right politically, are proud of their economic success, and they look at how long it took West Germany to absorb East Germany. 15, 16 years, according to one study I read that the Koreans had look, uh, looked at, starting 1990, 2005, 2006, before, and that's, it, was, it was a lot of money. Uh, East Germany was in far better shape than North Korea. Therefore, uh, they are not interested in uh, rebuilding the North, especially if there's a political settlement and North Korea doesn't stop threatening them. Now, since June, since June, the threats to destroy South Korea have diminished. Not totally. I read a North Korean general's uh, statement about we'll go after them if we have to. But it's a lot of the propaganda has uh, the, the violent, over-the-top propaganda has diminished. They haven't shot, fired any ballistic missiles. They have not conducted any nuclear tests. Now, there may be some reasons that they haven't conducted any nuclear tests, such as the uh, the, the collapse of one of their test tunnels, their major one, uh, that uh, may have uh, something to do, it, do with it. Again, that's speculation. As Jim said, a lot that comes out about their nuclear program that you read is speculation. And so to, to make the, the, the bigger point here is that there has been some moderation and the North Korean regime. Now, as Jim said, they tell South Korea and the United States and the world one thing, and then they tell their people something else about the nuclear weapons, with one exception. And I believe this was pointed out, 38 North is where I read it, but I've seen it referenced elsewhere. There was one statement that the North Korean a news agency made that uh, after the after the summit, that said they Kim and Trump had discussed the nuclearization, and it was a uh, it, it might happen. After that, I, I don't know that it's been uh, that it's been uh, uh, repeated. So at least there was uh, a a sliver of that was acknowledged by the uh, by the North Korean government domestically inside inside North Korea. Now, as for the way Jim described the situation, I think that's a, as good a description as you can get. It's pretty grim. As, as he said, and I like the way you, you, you put it, uh, Jim, it used to be blind faith. Now it's faith reinforced by secret police uh, uh, terror. Even though I suspect 
because of some of the moderation, in, at least in, in language, and acknowledgement that South Korea and North Korea are, are talking, there may be some hope, uh, small nascent hope, among the North Korean, uh, uh, North Korean people that changes on the way. Uh, that doesn't put food on the table, and as Jim said, they're running into a, another uh, food security crisis. They don't have enough food in a lot of their food stocks. Uh, this is, I think, this, this has been ver verified uh, by the uh, United Nations. Some, some of their food stocks are, are spoiled and in very, uh, very poor uh, condition. Uh, that's also reinforced by uh, South Korean uh, uh, doctors who look at uh, North Korean defectors when they come uh, uh, when they reach uh, South Korea and are able to see how how poor their diet has been, except for those that succeeded in getting into China for a while and their di uh, diet has improved. Are we going to have complete, verifiable, irreversible denuclearization? Secretary of Defense Mattis said we knew that this was going to be a long process when we, when, we, when we started it. He said that about two months ago. But he also, and he also pointed out that this, North Koreans have uh, succeeded in uh, evading some of the sanctions. One thing with these ghost ships and, and moving ships around and transferring oil uh, at sea. We've got a embargo now, naval embargo, where we try to pinpoint those ships and uh, stop them. Uh, it's not going to bring Pyongyang uh, uh, to the table. It is going to make the sanctions bite a, a, bit, uh, a bit deeper. North Korea, and as Jim, as, Jim, as Jim said, North Korea's government, the Kim regime, knows that if they continue on the path that they're on now, they're, they'll implode. And yet if they open, open up, uh, they may explode. And both are into the regime. They may explode into the regime type, uh, uh, type scenarios. If they denuclearize, and then get some of the investment that South Korea and North Korea and uh, the U.S. have, have promised, uh, promised them, that cuts into the re regime's power because North Korean people are going to know where it's coming from. North, uh, the Pyongyang won't be able to control it. Uh, they might be able to steal some of it. But the situation in North Korea would have changed. And it, as far as the South Korea, the U.S. and Japan are concerned, it would have changed for the better because the threat of, of, of nuclear attack on the Korean peninsula or on Japan, even on the, you know, on the United States, on Guam, Hawaii, uh, uh, wouldn't be there. So I see another couple of years of this kind of grinding and stalling until the regime either decides to say no and walk away and then we go to a of war 
or thinks it's strong enough to drop, get rid of the nuclear weapons, decides it is, and uh, allow South Korean, American, Japanese investment. I think it's going to take them a couple of more years before they reach that decision. I don't know which one it'll be. I hope it's the uh, the uh, investment uh, decision and denuclearization. So that's a but Jim, Jim's also uh, correctly brought uh, brought up. What is it? Yong Kong Island, the South Korean island that was shelled. You can still get on the web, and there's a a video, uh, a camera, a cell phone camera video of uh, uh, North North Korean shells slamming into a grocery store, a supermarket there on the island. I don't know how many people in South Korea have seen it, but remember, it was eight eight years ago, and it's uh, shown all over. South Korean media, and it's still there. And the sinking of the Chonan, the South Korean Navy uh, Corvette, was brought home to younger South Koreans how deadly the North is. Most of the sailors on that uh, ship were under the age of, uh, of 25. I, I was in the South Korean War Museum in, in Seoul, and they had uh, this. This was in 2012, and they had a display on the first floor over in the corner. It was almost it was a memorial, actually, to the uh, to the Chonon. Very very sobering memorial, and had pictures of all the uh, sailors who died on there. And that was one of the things that struck me: how uh, they were almost all of them. I think it may, I said 25, they may have been 23 or less. There were a few officers and a couple of NCOs that were uh, uh, older than that, of course. Uh, and they, they, I think it was 46 of them were killed in that uh, uh, sneak attack. So, Well, I think that's a good place to, to wrap it up and uh, this time. And uh, we will talk to you gentlemen next time. All right. So, so that, bye, bye, guys. Bye. bye.